or at least my last week of the year here, so you want to jump up in here. As promised, we are joined right now by an NFL and sports betting writer for Yahoo Sports. He is also co-host of the Sunday Night Blitz podcast. Of course, I'm talking about a proud Badger as well. It is Frank Schwab. He joins me via Zoom. Frank, thanks for making time. Always good to have you on. What's going on? Love it, Jim. Happy holidays to you and everybody out there. And Boy, this NFL season just keeps getting crazier, doesn't it? My man, happy holidays. It does. It does. In fact, I'm glad you started like that because I hate, Frank, I hate cliches because they're lame and they're stale, but the NFL being a week-to-week league has never been more true than it is right now, especially as it applies to the Bills. What does their beatdown of Dallas tell you about Buffalo, and then where does it leave the Cowboys? Yeah, and I've been saying, Jim, for the last few weeks that the Bills are either going to miss the playoffs or make the Super Bowl. And now it looks like they're going to make the playoffs, which means they're going to make the Super Bowl, I guess, if I'm right. What they did yesterday was so impressive in that Josh Allen wasn't even a big part of it, right? Like he he threw 15 times. He was just kind of taking a backseat as the defensive running game took over. I thought that was huge for the Bills. And the reason why I've been so high on the Bills is, look, they lost a lot of close games. We know they have elite talent. They're a really, really good team. And I thought... If they did make the playoffs, it's because they were peaking late. It's because they were really playing well. Look what's happened. Should have beat the Eagles in Philly. Did beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. And then beat down the Cowboys yesterday. This team is peaking at the right time. I don't care if they have to go on the road. And look, they can still hunt down the the Dolphins and win the AFC East. But I don't care if they have to go on the road. This is the kind of team... They could win big games on the road. They're battle-tested. Josh Allen's playing great. Offensive coordinator change was good for them. Everything about the Bills lines up for me. I really, really like them. And the Cowboys, look, the Cowboys are a really good team, but they have one big issue. They're great at home. They're not as good on the road. And last I looked, they're going to have to go on the, playoffs, on the road in the playoffs. They're not winning the NFC East anymore after losing yesterday. I thought yesterday exposed a lot of things about them. It's hard for me to get them to a Super Bowl having to win three straight road games considering they just haven't been that good on the road this year. No, nor can they stop the run either. Frank Schwab is joining us. And Frank, to right. the point about the Dolphins, let me ask you about Tua. I thought he made a statement yesterday by having a huge game without Tyreek Hill. I say that because Tua is frequently shortchanged because, well, Tyreek Hill and because he's got an elite play caller in Mike McDaniel. So plenty would have you believe that they win in spite of him and not because of him. Where do you personally come out on Tua? Do you think he's an elite quarterback or how would you characterize him? See, Jim, that's a big thing. He's coming up on the last year of his rookie deal, right? The Dolphins are going to have to make this decision. I can sit here and talk to you. doesn't matter. I'm not the one putting up $50 million a year, right? But I think the Dolphins learned something yesterday about their quarterback. You know, I, I'm sure they had questions, too. How good is Tua without Tyreek? We saw him against the Titans. That offense struggled. Well, you know, their game plan went out the window, too, and Tyreek went out early in the game. This week, they were able to say, okay, we're probably not going to have Tyreek. Let's build a game plan. Otherwise, Tua executed it perfectly against a really, really good defense. I know the Jets stink as a team, but their defense is still really good. And Tua, without Tyreek Hill, absolutely torched him. I thought it was a huge statement for him to say, yeah, I am that elite guy. I am that top 10 guy. You can pay me. Go ahead. Because you don't have to worry if Tyreek Hill starts slowing down that I'm not going to be the same quarterback. I thought that was an excellent game for Tua. And I don't think there's a ton of haters out there still on Tua. But some people still question him. He shut a lot of those people up yesterday by having the game he did. I mean, he completes his first 13 passes. Game's over by halftime. Really, really big statement by Tua without his superstar receiver. Agreed. I trust him. Frank Schwab is joining us. So, Frank, you talk about Buffalo, and I think you're right. I mean, they could get hot. They can go on the road. They can make a Super Bowl run. 
Right now, the Ravens, though, took another big step towards locking up the AFC's top seed with the win over the Jags, which sets up a massive game between Baltimore and the Niners on Christmas night. As you look ahead to that, are there any areas where you would give the Ravens the edge over the Niners in what might be a Super Bowl preview? Look, the Ravens are a really, really good team. I, I think that maybe we've been sleeping on them a while. We've been talking about the Niners for a long time as the best team in football. Well, the Ravens, I, I mean, the stat that's been out there about them, they've led every single game at the final two-minute warning, which is, it just goes to show how good they are, how close they are to being undefeated at this point. They blew a couple late leads. That You know, that happens, competitive league. But I think the one thing that stands out, and this isn't purdy hate, I, I promise, but they have that dude at quarterback that could just make five plays a game that nobody else can. We saw it last night. That pass he made to Isaiah Likely. Who makes that play? It's Lamar Jackson, not many other guys. You almost view that game on Christmas as almost an MVP elimination game, right? Like, I, whoever wins that game is really going to look good in that MVP race. And you can make an argument for Lamar being the MVP because he means so much to that team. They lose Mark Andrews, doesn't matter. They lose a couple running backs, doesn't matter. They still got Lamar, and they do other things really, really well. Great coach, great pass defense, good depth at receiver. Isaiah Likely's done a great job replacing Andrews. So I don't think the Ravens really take a back seat to the 49ers in many ways. They're right there with them. I think the 49ers are slightly better, but it also wouldn't shock me if the Ravens Beat them on Christmas. Go on and win a Super Bowl. They do have that kind of upside. Frank Schwab joining us. Frank, got to get your thoughts on the Steelers. For instance, we know that Steeler ownership likes to change coaches like, I don't know, every 30 years or so. But does it look to you like that Mike Tomlin might be losing this team? And maybe what if ownership doesn't tell him he's done? Could you see him possibly leaving on his own? Like, how do you view that situation overall? Yeah, it gets really, really interesting, Jim. Because if you look, uh, let's be honest, if Mike Tomlin got fired, there's about a dozen teams that would be on the phone with him within a minute, right? I, I mean, he is a Hall of Fame level coach. I don't know if he's going to make the Hall of Fame. He has that kind of resume. And I can promise you that odds are Steelers' next coach is not going to be as good as Mike Tomlin, right? But at some point, maybe the message does get stale. Maybe this just isn't working right now and they do need a change to try something else. He always likes to say the standard is the standard. Well, the standard's not being met right now by Mike Tomlin. I, this team has taken some horrible losses lately. You lose the Cardinals and the Patriots back-to-back weeks. You're uncompetitive against a Colts team that was playing uh, basically a preseason lineup on offense. I mean, they had so many backups in there. There's no excuse for the Steelers. They're really slumping bad. I like Mike Tomlin. I think he's a great coach. But maybe it's to the point where it's best for both sides to get a fresh start. I don't know. These are very difficult decisions the Steelers are going to have to make because they're just not right. They're just not there right now. Maybe it's time for a reset. I don't know. It's just scary to go into that world where maybe the next, maybe get the next Urban Meyer, Ben McAdoo, Josh McDaniels. You know, I, there's so many failures at head coach. When you have a Hall of Fame guy, you don't want to let him go. But at the same time, that ownership has to be saying, this ain't the standard that Mike Tomlin preaches about, and maybe we do have to consider what we do next. It wasn't even the standard when they were 7-4, and four, but man, this thing went sideways fast. No. Frank, before yeah. you go, since you're based in Colorado and you've covered the Broncos for a long time, what do you make of Sean Payton lighting Russell Wilson up on the sideline during that beatdown by the Lions and then refusing to discuss it with reporters after the game, and what's the reaction been like locally? Yeah, I think that's mostly just Sean being Sean. You know how he gets during games. He's a competitive dude, fiery dude. Look, there's going to be things that happen on the sideline. I'd never try to take too much out of that. Remember back early in the season, it was, oh, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown hate each other because they're arguing on the sideline. No, that's not it. It's just a, a, an emotional game. I That's how I took it. Just 
two emotional guys, two competitors. I think his relationship is actually working pretty well. I Sean Payton has done a remarkable job after they fell to one and five, get his team back in the playoff mix. You look at their remaining schedule, and I, I think they could still make the playoffs. They could do that. Sometimes you just get upset. You get angry at the quarterback on the sideline. You have some words. It happens. I, I don't think there's been too much made of that. I think Russell's had a good year, a rebound year. I think he's shown he can play with Peyton. Peyton can work with Russell Wilson. So I just view that as an isolated incident. But let's see. Let's see if their season does go a little south to see how that relationship goes because everybody's been watching it this year. Overall, I think it's been good. I'm going to give him a pass for Saturday and that little uh, little encounter they had. Sure. So before you go, from a wagering standpoint, I'm curious, Frank. I mean, we talk about this all the time, but how are you approaching tonight's game between the Eagles and Seahawks, given the uncertainty for both teams at quarterback? You know, if if sitting out on being on the sideline is not an option, how do you approach something like that? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, how you know, who knows who's playing quarterback? We could get Drew Locke. We could get Marcus Mariota. We could get Hurts. We could get Smith. I'm just taking it as I think both quarterbacks are going to play, but I like the Seahawks because it's a desperate team. They're at home, and this Philly team, look, when you make a defensive coordinator change this late in the season to Matt Patricia, of all people, when you're 10-3, and three, it tells me there's something underlying there. The Eagles are a little – they're pushing – I don't want to say pushing a panic button necessarily, but there's a little more panic than we thought with the Eagles. I think the Seahawks team knows it has to win, played Dallas really, really well. They got the kind of receivers to give, take advantage of a Eagles secondary hasn't been good. I kind of like the Seahawks as a home dog growing. I, I, I think they have a real shot to uh, maybe pull off the upset here. All right, so help me with this really quickly. I mentioned that you went to school in Madison, which I love. The Rome family is spending its first Christmas in Eagle River, Wisconsin. Typically, Frank, this time of year, I'm hunting oh. sun. What can I expect? How should I approach it? Cold, cold, dress warm, my man. That is who voluntarily goes to Wisconsin in yeah, right? Dece- late December. Oh, there's a reason I don't Not live me. there anymore, my friend. Uh, yeah. I love Wisconsin. Enjoy it. Go to a Bucks game, though. Find your way to Milwaukee, baby. Check out Giannis. Dude, that I'm not leaving the house. Come on now. Let's get real. I'm not leaving the house. Oh, no, no. You need a... You need a fire, crank that heat up. Oh, Wisconsin, this is a this is a bad decision, Jim. I don't know what no you're doubt, doing. No doubt, right? I, was I, I love you. I, was, for, I don't know why, Frank. I thought that you might tell me it's the best thing you could possibly do. But instead, you're only reaffirming what you know, I already know. You're from SoCal to Wisconsin. I, I know, dude. People from Wisconsin go to SoCal. You're going to you're gonna see them on the other way. I know. I hear you. I hear you. I got a house there that I don't want to waste. So I, I think you're right. I think we'll find out. Frank Schwab is an NFL and sports betting writer for Yahoo Sports. Also a good friend of the program. Always showing up like that. Frank, appreciate you very much thanks for doing that great job i love it jim appreciate it you too frank nice job that's a pro that's a real pro and you know what do you want from your friends i always say this you want the people closest to you to tell you what you need to hear not what you want to hear what i wanted to hear was oh jim great decision great idea he's like dude what are you doing that is a bad idea you're in southern california and you're going to wisconsin he goes i love wisconsin but why do you think i left what were you doing there I think there's going to be a lot of that. What, what were you doing there? What are you doing there? I don't know. My man Woody apparently is setting it all up for me. Woody, I think, if he hasn't already, is going to cut a big hole in the ice so I can ice fish. Woody mistakenly believes that I will leave the house. Maybe for some snowmobiling to ice fish. Dude, if I'm not fishing in 80-degree weather... Why would I fish in eight-degree weather? 